Hello, everyone. So this is a very late, late, late review of uh, the <laughs> win against Leicester City. I was supposed to start this just by laughing. Wait, 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 I'll, I'll do the usual thing that I do in all podcasts <laughs> that is cutting you off. <laughs> you mentioned that even when I wasn't there. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, I don't think it matters if you're late because people are still going to be having the same amount of enthusiasm and happiness about the win. You know, you're still going to be able to connect to a lot of people. You know, we're not letting that levels go down with our podcast here right now. And with that, uh, that is Arun uh, introducing himself. <laughs> yes, hello, guys. <laughs> but but I wanted to start this off. I, I was really conflicted to start whether it uh, from an Arsenal po- point of view or from a Manchester United loss point of view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 definitely true. Like you know, I I can definitely see your dilemma. Um, the fact that the game, our game, happened on a Saturday, and like you know, we had close to twin a, a lot of time to actually like look at manchester united and their miseries and laugh at them like you know that was that that would definitely give you confusion as to like what was the thing that actually brought us more happiness was it our win or was it united loss not just and the that, way right? in which like, they lost not just that right like the whole week has been awesome for an arsenal fan yeah. perspective <laughs> like seeing like chelsea fans having a meltdown about the red card or yellow card yeah or it was like yes was welcome to our world fuckers <laughs> like you know this is what we've been going through for the last 10 15 seasons and when we did complain they were all like ah you guys are a bunch of like you know overseas like just complaining about the referees and now you your your team is petitioning to have him off like you know it is spread it is there so vijay i mean like i don't know if it is a conspiracy against rc but the, the quality of refereeing was something that we've always been talking about and it's good to see that the rest of the clubs were also like you know trying to make a thing about it but you're right uh, all the things that we could have thought about going into the weekend after we won was that like you know probably we would have wanted united to lose that happened we would have wanted i'm pretty sure you would have wanted chelsea and tottenham both to lose if there yeah. was an option mm-hmm. and that wasn't there and draw was probably the next best result like you know and the fact that the way in which they celebrated after policing our celebrations all of last season the fact that kane actually thought he scored a winner <laughs> and they won the game you know like this is like just a gift that keeps on giving like you know so it was it was fun definitely and, a fun and, and today uh, with uh, when we are recording liverpool uh, went down to 10 men and uh, almost lost to crystal palace managed by patrick vieira and yeah. and to more to to you know rub <laughs> uh, rub salt on the wound arsenal released a video of our uh, women's team coming in with the euro finals uh, uh, yes. medals and showing off and uh, i saw some tweet saying like yeah the only english captain who has respected yeah. club football yeah <laughs> 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 That's for sure. Like every every single opportunity to take a diss at one of them is 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 like you know going in full flow. I would also like to add that so far I think we can safely say Jesus is winning the new striker debate uh, out of the three of them, but one uh, having been banned for the next three games. Yeah, and Haaland having like eight touches in total. You know, I think this That's... is the time for us to toot our horns a bit. <laughs> <laughs> But. Uh, I... Oh, I always forget to say this, but uh, for the viewers, do like, share, subscribe, and comment. <laughs> Finally, we had to say it at some point in time. Yeah. So but, yeah, guys, but, like, do like, share, and subscribe if you like but, us. Yeah. But Arun, we also had to like point out that we added that uh, pub reaction thing uh, yes, in our definitely. YouTube channel. So after the game, I'm trying to record like after, right after the game, what is the reaction from our fans? And as Arun was mentioning, there was a there was. A, 
uh, Mark who was talking in one of those videos was mentioning that during Mark or Sean. Yeah, some one of them when I, when they were talking in the videos they were mentioning at halftime I'm pretty sure Pep Guardiola <laughs> called Arteta with the sale receipt saying it's still can I still give it back and buy it back. So that's how it was but it was a great game Arun, right like yeah, to start off uh, offensively we were like really 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 good. And that was a problem that we had all of last season or the season before when we were yeah. talking about how we were not able to come back. It's it's I I don't think we can just restrict it to uh, all of last season or the season before. This has been like you know um, a recurring thing for for a while now. I think I I mean uh, it would be safe to say since like uh, Alexis lost his interest and like you know the season where he wasn't playing with a lot of interest. Like right before that was a time when we looked the most potent in our attack. We did have like guys like. on paper that seemed like big names you know like when we did get Aubameyang Lacazette and and we didn't get Pepe in our heads it was going to be like you know a, a trio that was going to like challenge or even beat Salah Mane and Firmino but unfortunately uh, in your head maybe no 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 don't tell me that you didn't have the delusion even for one <laughs> second that Pepe Aubameyang and and Lacazette are going to like destroy teams i wouldn't uh... I won't believe that Vijay that's 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 not the truth. Uh, the thing was like you know they were efficient in 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 certain ways but we never got like the intent that like you know um what what Jesus score showed in the game um we will know that okay this guy can score a goal at some point in time if Abba was playing we knew that he was going to save us he would score a goal but we never thought that he would be able to, like Abba was never a player who was able to create or something out of nothing or always willing to go for those things. The fact that we have something someone like Jesus along with a martinelli and asaka next to him who are always ready and and like having that intent the next generation of footballers are having that intent to go for those things it's given like our attack a completely new different dimension i find it's it's funny that you brought in alexis sanchez into the discussion because i was thinking of the same thing when i was watching jesus play right like alexis came from barcelona to arsenal at 25 the yeah, same yeah, age yeah. that uh, jesus has come from uh, cd to here and he has come from a pep guardiola team Yeah. Uh, so there is a lot of comparison. I'm not saying he's going to. But but uh, I think the comparison should end right there. It shouldn't <laughs> go beyond that. Like you know, just winning one or two FA Cups, or like you know, wanting to leave in three years, getting disgruntled. Yeah. The only difference is uh, 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 now it's Arteta, whom he has worked with, and true. Uh, we never know what's going to happen. But the but it's also true what you said about the first goal, especially the first goal. Right. It was literally. it it came out of nothing that mm-hmm. lifted the team in fact like the whole problem we had last season about us not being able to come back i think is attributed to the fact that we were not able to create anything out of nothing right like there were no very players true. True. apart from saka who could step up and do something that could dis- like you know make a team go oh wow where did that come from and mm-hmm. that was what jesus reaction mm-hmm. was for that goal uh but sticking on to hey, he's one of those players like you know like we said oh sorry sorry no no what i just wanted to add was like you know you need players you need characters who can galvanize the team we talk all about like captains being the people who galvanize the teams it's not captains really in football it's individuals like this who have this attitude of never giving up you know like that's that's needed like you said if you want to make a comeback you should you, you, you shouldn't wait for someone to like you know look for inspiration you shouldn't have to look for and there should be someone who's always willing to ready willing to be ready and put their hands up and that's what this is going to add something that like you know we've been lacking for a long time this galvanizing factor is we seem to be having more of those people which is like a 
a, a nice thing to have like you know it's going to also motivate the others to like sort of get in the same vein uh, i know i'm like going ahead of um, the conversation but like the main reason why i'm saying is when eddie came on for hisus eddie did not like was not content with just like you know playing out the time we had a 4 4-2 lead he was looking to score goals yep. you need those players who know that okay if i get a chance i need to score i cannot take things easy we've seen this in wenger times like i don't know if you remember we would like create 25 chances in a game yes especially against united we'll create 25 chances we'll score one we'll miss 24 we'll be like ah okay we played well we played well and in the last 10 minutes the opposition would score two goals and win the game against we'll be left ruining those chances yeah. now this is like all about finishing and and like completing everything so we go to the next step so this is brilliant i i, I love what i saw literally that's what uh, the thing is right like 4-2 in a previous uh, like previous arsenal teams would have been a game that would have had us thinking like oh my god it could have gone either ways in the last 10 minutes last 15 minutes last 20 minutes but this was a game that we felt the two goals were flattering to leicester right those two yeah, goals yeah, yeah. They, they didn't play <laughs> good, to good point. very good point yeah 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 they didn't play sure, to deserve sure. those two goals i i saw something because i saw a stat uh, the number of uh, shots that um, leicester took uh, all of the like 0% of the uh, shots came from within the box the, the most know, important factor more than that is uh gabriel jesus outshot lester yes exactly <laughs> you know this this showed the kind of dominance the fact that i know we are like waxing lyricals about jesus within the second game but for people like us who have been like wanting that you know like <laughs> this is literally true. praying to god every single day please give us something like this and god himself comes here like you know jesus jesus comes here like making us that, all believe in jesus that's a little bit too much around that's a little bit too much <laughs> taking that a bit far you just did that <laughs> i let you i let you bring us back to uh, the bring us back to earth and continue conversation this conversation there. but but on that like on that goals uh, friend there was also like we scored four and out of which uh, everything came from the left which yeah, which yeah. is i'm not, i'm not i'm not saying that oh the right is not functional that's that that conversation has to happen at some point or it's not functional uh, i think that's a stretch of a, a statement to make let me ask yes. you this vijay how why do why would at what point would you say they are not functional if they start making mistakes and conceding goals down that side or if they not create anything from that side and we just go from one dimension like what do we mean by what do we mean by non functional because from what we have seen so far this is my point this is my point when people keep saying this non functional thing yeah and what we've seen so far we've not considered a goal down the right in the two games it was not because of that yes we did not create a lot saka seemed a little like you know um less threatening but there was no point at which we lost control on the right side mm mm-hmm. right so i for me like when people say like nothing is happening from the right or like you know osaka and odegaard and yes they are not contributing to the same extent that we might think but why do it, why does it have to come to that point functional like at what point do you think we can say it's being so, it's non functional uh, so for 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 me especially on that right side right now for me the the answer is that saka is doing a job of a pepe which is stretching the pitch on the right which he shouldn't be because he is a person who's always cutting in who's always who's always going to be a threat around the box in front of the goal like in and around that area that's where his his thing is and so i we see that like our most creative outlets our most creative players 
are Saka and Odegaard in that sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they are they are asked to do a job or they are doing a job that's different from what they are used to or what their strengths are. That is why I'm feeling like because it might be because of a lot of reasons. But again, the presence is, of white right now could also be a reason in terms of stretching yeah, the pitch. Yeah, there is a lot of reasons. And I'm happy that that uh, that creative job now Martin Lilly has taken over. Martinelli is not just trying to shoot. He's Xhaka. Yeah, and but, Xhaka. yeah, but still, like I'm, I'm saying, like on the wide three, Martinelli is the one who is now yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to mm. create. Before that, Martinelli used to be a look with the ball, run and score, shoot mm-hmm. that kind of a player. But now he is trying to lift up his head, do the things that Saka does on the other side. But the only other thing that I, what I mean meant was like it. It is getting to a point of non-functional is because that spark between or the 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 individual brilliance that they have that is not being utilized, right? That is mm. the same problem we had with Pepe. Pepe is not a touchline hogger, but we made him play that way. But Pepe has his limitations, but we also accept like we exaggerated his limitations a lot by play by making him play something that he is not. Mm. So you feel that Saka is right now being reduced to that role and not made to look more threatening because of the way in which the system functions. I don't know if it's a system or if it's a if it's a players or if it's just a game plan for that week because it's it's too early. It's just two games. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely too early. I mean, like I I wouldn't worry too much about it. Still, in yeah. spite of that, there was no point where Saka looked like he was going to lose the ball or something yeah. was going to. You know, we we never had the feeling that. They were going to threaten down the right in either of the games. There was no point where we felt that okay, because of the fact that Saka or Odegaard or like you know um, when White was excellent in both the games, mm-hmm. the, or the fact that White was playing indeed, it never made us seem like we were going to concede goals or lose control. You know, for me, uh, that means that we are not non-functional. We are pretty functional, and that's probably the function of that side. Like you said, like you know, maybe yeah. once Tomi also comes in and starts playing more often, at which point we'll see who are the different centre backs are. I think that would help like Saka move more in as well. And this right now is. This left side of ours attacking is also something probably new for the uh, opponents in terms of the yeah. way in which we're interchanging. So they are always used to us being like all of last season, the shoulder, we're all run on the shoulders of Saka and Odegaard, right? So I have a feeling that like they're probably like containing them more. But do you think it's good for Saka to be like at last because of Jesus, because of Martinelli picking it up and everything? Saka has been our go-to guy in the last couple of seasons. More True. than a couple of seasons. True. Do you think that's going to help him? Because he's not like the guy that has to like shoulder the steam on his shoulder. Like, is it going to help it's, him, or do you think it's going to be something that? He- it's a, it's a very good point because like you know he has been the main man. We've been singing songs about him, and all this contract extension is sort of probably like you know the 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 promise would have been like you'll be the star of the team and you'll be the one guiding the team. Uh, but but given like how we know Mikel works with youngsters and especially wingers who who could probably he knows he can take them to the next level. I would I would assume that like you know Saka is aware of his role. He knows what he's supposed to because we saw like he was having a really um, slow end to the season last season. Like you know, he was like 
completely looking knackered out. He was not having the same, I would say, not the intensity, but like the same effect towards the end of the season because he was looking jaded. He was doing everything. And like we mentioned, Pepe wasn't like, you know, uh, shouldering any of the responsibilities. Yeah. So right now, even without him having to exert himself completely, we have other options on the pitch who are able to score these goals, which means like he can also take his time to get into his groove and like, you know, start doing the things that we know he's really good at doing. Uh, how about this factor though? Like, you know, the, the, the fact that he is there, he is present and he is not always like start, um, you know, started hitting the ground and, and started like things running right from the first game. He's, he usually takes a little bit of yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this could also probably like, you know, give him the time that he needs to get into his groove and start scoring. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that, that's definitely that's what Saka and Odegaard both does, right? Like when people are talking about Odegaard not doing what he does, I was like, oh yeah, but he always does that. He doesn't start right away because even in this game, there was this one move where he does mm. the like dummy and let the ball go through him, which is brilliant. But he can only mm. do that when he knows what everyone else around him does. And like there were certain that, things, like we said, uh, like the same thing that you said, like, you know, that was happening between Saka and him on, on, on the right last season because they had knew yeah. where each other were. And and like even when Odegaard was signed, even during the trainings, he was like, there was always reports of him asking the players to like, you know, spot him, like him, him being able to spot the yeah. players as well as the players looking out for his passes. Yeah. So I think that again would, would, would go on. So in that sense, like, I think we would be in a really good spot. So... Uh, I I don't know about you, but I'm not concerned at this point. Yeah, that that makes sense. But on the other side, Arun, right? Like I need to talk about the goals and the second goal. Second goal, ah, definitely, yeah. So second goal. Uh, it was sweet because it was a Vardy assist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like very sweet. Like seeing this guy who um, was a, always a threat, who's always scoring against us, and all of a sudden he's like heading the ball onto Jesus' path and he's scoring in a goal. Assist Vardy. Yes, that's something new, isn't it? We always see him in the other column. So it was fun to see in this column. But on that goal, and actually extrapolating a little bit on that goal and the next one, probably not the next one, uh, the Martinelli goal, but Martinelli has been becoming kind of a different player at least recently like we know we know what his strengths are but he has been adding a lot of strengths to him especially in this game he he looks physically pretty strong both of them like both him and Saka look stronger yeah and also in this game if you could remember he got Fofana a yellow card right at the start and that has a yellow card and brought his valuation down (laughs) down as well you gotta mention that But but that yellow card actually helped a lot, I guess. Like it it kind of like Fofana was not ready to uh, Fofana was not ready to you know uh, do any challenges. He was not ready to get into any tussle with Martinelli because he knew that if he gets into it, he's gonna get a red, which was great. And I I was looking at it and going like, this is what Saka should do because people exactly. keep fouling him. He needs to make sure the first first 20 minutes, within the first 20 minutes, get someone on LO. They would be scared to get closer to you. Because unless unless the person who gets a yellow is a fantastic defender who knows what they're doing, it would be really difficult to contain someone like a Martinelli. You know, it's not like, because he's very direct. 
and when direct players go in one mistake that you make that's going to definitely lead to another cut and the way in which he was moving in the game he was always near the box so he is putting that pressure the, the intelligence that he had during the game is something that i think we've all been crying out for like last season if you remember the one thing that we were talking about this guy runs but he's not lifting his head up there are so many instances where if he just lifts his head up he could have got a goal or we could have got a goal he's changing of course it's early two games into the season but we can just like you know talk about what we've seen so far and what we've seen so far has been fantastic from martinelli he's like working on a lot of things i think this is where like a a manager i know like you know i i i wouldn't say like mikel is like a world beater or anything right now but the fact that he knows how to get the best out of wingers is going to definitely help these kids like you know someone like a martinelli or a saka or like anyone who comes in is going to benefit from that good knowledge you know like i don't know if mikel's going to be taking us to the top or winning the champions league or whatever it might be but when it comes to player development i think we can attribute that factor in here the changes that he has made and all that uh, and add on a little bit about that finishing that he finished for oh my goal. god what a finish that was like not i wasn't just, not just the finish right i i think mikel would love that goal in general because just because he started he it he started the move he started the move he, he started the move, the move. he stole and, the ball and then everywhere the ball kept pinging so precisely for it to end and that was a great finish at something the, 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 those kind of goals like you know when you want one of your players to like like that's the intent that we're talking about you know we we had been a goal down a very unfortunate goal and like you know at that point you want your team to respond and like instead of going around and looking for a person to put their hand up this kid comes in he steals the ball and that's exactly what we're talking about yes i am there i can do it for you steals the ball and if you notice his next movement he ran forward like he knew something was going to come up like you know the this is this is good positioning like when you're maintaining your shape you know what's happening and the fact that jaka was there where he was it was so good to watch and this is what we've been crying. these are like when people talk about uh, the improvements that you see in the team the changes that you see in the team and how would you evaluate it these are the things and these things happening consistently are the things that you should be using as parameters to evaluate the team i'm actually glad that we don't have deepak today with us because he would have <laughs> <laughs> he would have burst a balloon at every single every no. and i you guys are just like this is no. bursting this is bursting <laughs> yeah but still he would have uh, he would have made us to do the entire podcast about shaka and his goal yeah. how yeah. how good he was because he has been saying i told you so for quite some time about shaka yeah but, yeah but it was like it was a game that actually uh, gave me a lot of thoughts about jaka uh in the sense that he was not just being the box to box right that's a different role that he's doing which he's doing it and he, we have seen him do a lot of roles we have seen him play an excellent left back we have seen him play mm. those like he has had those games but the the difference is he is no longer the man yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, it it takes off a lot of responsibility of him although i hated him in the all or nothing when he was he and saka were having that uh, pro, like you know talk about his red card oh know, the, it's yeah yeah the blame i take yeah. the blame yeah yeah uh, but but still uh, on the on the shaka point though uh, he's 30 he's 30 yeah. years old do you think it's it's good for us to have him do that role he is doing it fantastically i'm not questioning that but do you think at 30 he should be the one who will be running back and forth because at one point he was covering left back for zinchenko the other other side of it is running into the box to make a run 
physically i don't see like okay jaka's deficiency is lack of pace we know that like you know at 29 or 30 he's not going to gain a yard of pace that's not yeah. going to happen he's not past that age but his intelligence and the way in which he used his body that's that was amazing for me like you know the, the he's strong he's very strong uh it's turnovers are a different thing but physically he's pretty strong but then and when he's high up the pitch and he's able to do that that for me is is if you're able to cover for your lack of pace and continue doing things as efficiently as you normally do and give out the results for me it doesn't matter if you're 29 or 35 spurs went for perisic at 34 and perisic okay, okay. came from bundesliga we'll you know see, it it, we'll it, see, we'll see I mean, it would work out. it couldn't work but the fact is that he has sort of a skill set that if the manager is able to use it properly his other deficiencies are all going to be like you know covered by it i think finally after 5 years after getting shaka we've gotten to a point where we are finally utilizing his skill set <laughs> that's what i feel like you know many people were complaining oh there were a few passes that were into the box if shaka had been a little faster he would have gotten it Yeah, he would have gotten it, but like the other things that he added in there, the assurance that he gave, I do not know. And and we we are forgetting this. He's cool elements. We gotta accept this. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's cool elements. I mean, he, he made that like a non-argument at that point. Yeah. Basically, elements was taken off at what forty-five minutes or sixty minutes or something. Mm-hmm. So it minutes, it yeah. like yeah, and he that was a twenty-five-year-old elements that like almost all of our fan base has been want. wanting us to sign to replace jaka and we've always been on the fence yeah, we've always been on the fence on it we weren't sure but it kind of showed like jaka is he was enjoying himself the amount of fun that he was having and like it all completing with a heart to the crowd <laughs> you know that that was it was so beautiful to watch like you know i have slated jaka a lot i have like you know i, and I never so. thought i rightly so i'm not question like i am not taking anything back if i've said anything back bad about shaka and his performances those are reflections of what he was at that point at that point yes definitely like we were, we did not see a dimension of his gameplay we were not intelligent enough probably to see there was not a manager intelligent enough to show us what he's capable of you know like we just have to divert the blame at this point we cannot take all of the blame <laughs> i mean so, i am i am always the you know dumb one in the group so i don't care about having the blame i'll be like shaka yeah i'll take the blame Blame, blame it on me. <laughs> That's just so magnanimous of you. Like uh, just acting like a pure Jaka fan right now. His number one fan. But but coming back to Jaka, yeah, definitely. I mean, like that guy was amazing in the game. Um, I I we are seeing like a new version now. It would be interesting to see. how he plays against teams that are faster on the counter you know that's how the team copes with the rest of the stuff when he's high up on the pitch he loses the ball and against teams that are faster on the counter uh, low block teams would be interesting to watch what happens in here because against low block teams he would add a body but like how would we recover if we lose do lose the ball that would be an interesting thing to see that jaka man i'm i'm loving what he's doing i i don't see the need right now for a tielemans or another midfielder <laughs> that is I I think I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I think I might be like see looked up on as the number one villain for saying that. But I think I can I can I can say that right now. Like, I mean I, mean, I can say that I don't we don't need a Tillemans in this in the squad but I'm I'm also like I'm also having a little bit higher opinion of uh, Sam Bilakonga than a lot of other people. Yeah. So I still mm-hmm. feel that there is a player there that that could be used that could that could actually step up and this could be one of the seasons where he steps up and does something not to the extent of what martin lee or sakar is no 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 not to that extent, it's it's but... it's a position anyway like that requires a lot more maturity than what yes. he has right now yes. so we'll yeah. see how that goes yeah but but on that uh, on the attacking when we are talking about attacking we need to talk about the defensive side of it or oh, just one more mention martin lee took the shot on his weaker foot and that 
it didn't look like a weak function <laughs> yeah. yeah but but still like okay so talking about the attacking side of things we know that we are pushing the pitch up like we know we are playing our game in their half kind of thing not like the arsenal of art, uh, you know arsen wenger's team where we used to play in their half but it's all going to be like from side to side but this this playing in their half is vertical which is different to see but that also brings us to the to the way we considered the goal right because mm. that puts us into a position where we are we have a lot of space behind our defense that a team with a long ball could potentially yeah. do Counter it. and that's what, teams can and, and that's what they did with the with the with not exactly the same but they did something similar with saliba do you blame saliba for it No, 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 no. That would be too harsh to blame like a twenty-year-old on that. I mean, like if you really think about it, like most of the defense was playing. Like Gabriel was playing pretty high up on the pitch. Like you know, he was given sort of a free run to like take care of things. And Saliba, the way in which they play, you're right. You know, like stronger teams, aggressive teams, like tend to play really high. That's how you show your confidence. Yeah. That's how you show how good you are. Like none of the big teams play counters and like on low blocks until you're managed by a Mourinho. You know, so <laughs> I had to say that. I uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so then like uh, if if you are really playing high like Gabriel was given the thing but like Saliba did was staying back you know he was his positioning was really good but that that goal is something that was very unfortunate unlucky you know like he didn't put a foot wrong either before or after that so like and and the fact that the crowd appreciated Ramsdale appreciated him right away like not appreciation like hey you know what it's okay it happens as a part yeah. of the game that's what a 20 year old needs at that point You and, know, and like the, the crowd... crowd appreciating was the biggest deal because you don't see that, that at the Emirates. <laughs> not just that, right? Like we have been seeing that, and I, I wanted to bring up. I think I heard that in uh, another podcast too. Like I think it's Arsenal Vision or someone mentioned it too, right? Like it's not just a team that is lifting spirits up. If the it's a crowd, and the we know that Arsenal as a squad is a young squad, and yeah. now we know that the the whatever Ashton Burn boys or whatever the group that yeah is, yeah. That's eighteen. The ultras, yeah, olds. yeah. The, uh, they are the twenty-year-olds. So it's literally those guys that singing and appreciating Saliba, a twenty-year-old, which was great to see. And that is what we want. We want our players to be f- feeling that okay, yeah, this this fans they are going to give me something more. Like uh, a mistake that I make is not going to be made use of to ostracize me for every single touch that I make beyond this. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's a very 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 important thing. It also shows that the fans are becoming more mature and like you know they're having a little <laughs> I mean, bit of hope. I I would hold that opinion <laughs> for some more time. At, at least until the on next a, loss. Uh, <laughs> Let's put a, it that way. <laughs> yeah, on a sunny day everything's sunny and nice, but you never know when Arsenal fans true, will turn. True. But but I don't like on that sense, right? Like on the defensive side of it. For me, the worrisome part of it was that I still have fear about, and I blame Deepak again for putting that fear into me <laughs> because he pointed that, that Aaron Ramsdale, <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale doesn't have any, uh, you know, any push, or he doesn't have Leno to push him, and seeing him concede another near post goal uh, is not, it's not pretty. Yeah, yeah, he should have saved that one. Yeah, he should have definitely. Like, I mean, I don't think it was too difficult of a shot. Like, you know, it was like it's recurring, and that's bothersome. He let it through his goals, uh, legs. Sorry, yeah. um, you don't want your first choice keeper to keep doing the same thing again and again, especially when your second choice is like 
the US national team's goalkeeper <laughs> who has played in the MLS before so you know, it's true we want him to be like you know more on his toes uh, but i think at this point we just have, have to take a leap of faith with turner um uh, we're not going to be playing any europa league games this month yeah i don't think are we playing anything in september i'm not sure either no, no, no. so given that i think like the first 10 games ramsdale pretty much as a free run uh, you know like unless unless he does something like really stupid and and like Mikel feels the need to bring Turner in it's going to be uh, Ramsdale to be saying uh, we can just hope that the goalkeeping coaches like you know sort of try and identify the issue first i mean like we as fans are able to see a few things that we see through our eyes where oh he's not coming down quicker or he's not doing this he's not doing that but like the rest of his game is still functional it's really good it's efficient his balls are really good like you know the way in which he sends through balls and all that oh, that's what we have all that went to uh, you know for the third go- third, uh, for the hat trick that jesus missed it's just oh my god he that's that would have been like put uh, what's his name uh, what's his name evans evans in his place like i really loved that like he just turned evans like get out of here and yeah. then uh, went on but he should have scored i mean ndd did yeah, yeah like that's did. that's it would have been a great goal had he scored like you know one of one of the top 10 goals of the season probably just ball, because yeah. of the yeah but the, the audacity to do something like this against like you know a proper defender uh, it was unbelievable but coming back to ramsdale yeah that's what i would say i think like they need to identify the problem first i mean like we should You and I should not be the people identifying the problem. I mean, you know, they definitely do something. About yeah, they should it. identify the problem. I, my, my, if, if they allow it to recur, then we'd be considering a lot of goals. Yeah, it's good that like you know we were able to overcome that in this game when we were on the attack and all that. But imagine games like Wonder Games where that one goal it changes everything. You know, that's where I think they need. Yes, it is worrisome. I would agree with you. It is a little bit worrisome. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me, I would not want any one nil games. I mean, I always want Arsenal <laughs> to win. Like. 10 goals or uh, at least 6 goals uh, don't we game. all now <laughs> <laughs> at least 6 goals that's all i yeah, want yeah just give, give give the arsenal fans like a, a little and they'll catch the rope and they'll start <laughs> dreaming about things that like you know they didn't even think about last season last season we were crying out for a 1-0 win and now you're like now that you've tasted caviar you don't want to go back to that 1-0 <laughs> wins you want to like add all this within 2 games come on vijay <laughs> <laughs> but it's good it's good to see that arsenal themselves do it because before that what would happen is i will watch arsenal play and after it has happened i i go back into my fifa put on arsenal and like beat another same <laughs> beat, beat it beat the same 10-0 4-0 5-0 6-0 to get my revenge back <laughs> but now it's the life and times of arsenal fans yeah. happy that now arsenal's doing and i don't have to do that anymore yeah you don't have to take your thing out on your playstation anymore <laughs> but i don't like one last thing um i am worried about arteta's substitution timings mm. are you you feel it's happening pretty late into the game yes yes we have but are, are we being critical with just like two games on i mean what else are we doing because here? like the, the, <laughs> i i hear your point i hear your point in terms of like you know providing rest to people but you also want your main players to have a lot of game time as well right so the more time that your players get and the more time they get to use to the conditions and playing with each other it's only going to improve on and help 
of course like giving time to the other fringe players also keeps them on their toes keeps the first team players like knowing that they have someone pushing it adds to their value as well but over a 38 game season plus like the europa league and the four competitions that we're in with the squad and five subs all of them would get enough chances in game minutes so not, it's more I'm not worried about like the whether they are getting the chance no that's that's what i'm saying like i think the fact that they are staying longer on the pitch right at the beginning would give the first team more time to gel in and at the same time as the others get in like they would give their cha- get their chances as well at some point which would even things out i find like maybe if you are substituting 60 minutes or 70 minutes a hesus for an eddy maybe the next time it would be the other way around hmm. you know like you'll have an eddy and a so we want all of them to be ready okay and i think that's where it plus it's just like you know the first two games i think it's more time for the first team to gel rather than getting like you know the french players in so by that do you mean that uh Zinchenko is our first choice. Zinchenko and White are our first choice, and then Tomiyasu and uh, Tierney are our horses choice. for courses. That would be my answer. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that would be my answer for that. Horses for courses. But and but, and we are having the options to actually be able to do that. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. It's not just numbers. It's quality as well. But but that would be a question that I would ask. you know anyone listening to put in your our uh, comments or in our social media like who is your first choice full back and uh, tell me if it's zinchenko versus tierney or uh, white versus uh, tomiyasu tomiyasu thank you so much for joining in today i think we have had uh, enough fun uh, laughing at united and yes uh, <laughs> we can continue on doing that like you know there's no stopping that we don't have to stop here really. i i really hope so i really hope so that <laughs> the ten hag gives us something uh, lasting to laugh about but thank you arun thank you for joining in today thanks again And thanks a lot next time bye ah uh, definitely come on you guys